If a culture says it's okay, does that mean that God's plan is outdated, inconsequential, or no longer valid? It's the LifeSpring One-Year Bible coming to you from Riverside, California. Podcasting since 2004, I'm your OG Godcaster, Steve Webb. It's Poetry Thursday, and we'll read Song of Solomon chapters 3 and 4. This episode is pre-recorded since I'm recovering from yesterday's surgery. The website is lifespringmedia.com, and I'll have contact information at the end of the show. Before we read, let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for your word, and we thank you for this book, The Song of Solomon. I pray, Lord, that as we read, you would teach us. Touch our minds and touch our hearts, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, are you ready? Let's begin. Song of Songs, Chapter 3 The Young Woman One night, as I lay in bed, I yearned for my lover. I yearned for him, but he did not come. So I said to myself, I will get up and roam the city, searching in all its streets and squares. I will search for the one I love. So I searched everywhere, but did not find him. The watchmen stopped me as they made their rounds, and I asked, Have you seen the one I love? Then scarcely had I left them when I found my love. I caught and held him tightly. Then I brought him to my mother's house, into my mother's bed, where I had been conceived. Promise me, O women of Jerusalem, by the gazelles and wild deer, not to awaken love until the time is right. The young women of Jerusalem. Who is this sweeping in from the wilderness like a cloud of smoke? Who is it, fragrant with myrrh and frankincense and every kind of spice? Look, it is Solomon's carriage, surrounded by sixty heroic men, the best of Israel's soldiers. They are all skilled swordsmen, experienced warriors. Each wears a sword on his thigh, ready to defend the king against an attack in the night. King Solomon's carriage is built of wood imported from Lebanon. Its posts are silver, its canopy gold, its cushions are purple. It was decorated with love by the young women of Jerusalem. The Young Woman Come out to see King Solomon, young women of Jerusalem. He wears the crown his mother gave him on his wedding day, his most joyous day. Song of Solomon, Chapter 4 How beautiful you are, my darling, how very beautiful! Behind your veil your eyes are doves. Your hair is like a flock of goats streaming down Mount Gilead. Your teeth are like a flock of newly shorn sheep coming up from washing, each one having a twin and not one missing. Your lips are like a scarlet cord and your mouth is lovely. Behind your veil, your brow is like a slice of pomegranate. Your neck is like the Tower of David, constructed in layers. A thousand bucklers are hung on it, all of them shields of warriors. Your breasts are like two fawns, twins of a gazelle, that feed among the lilies. Before the day breaks and the shadows flee, I will make my way to the mountain of myrrh and the hill of frankincense. You are absolutely beautiful, my darling, with no imperfection in you. Come with me from Lebanon, my bride, with me from Lebanon. Descend from the peak of Amana from the summit of Sinar and Hermon, from the dens of the lions, from the mountains of the leopards. You have captured my heart, my sister, my bride. You have captured my heart with one glance of your eyes, with one jewel of your necklace. 
How delightful your love is, my sister, my bride. Your love is much better than wine, and the fragrance of your perfume than any balsam. Your lips drip sweetness like the honeycomb, my bride. Honey and milk are under your tongue. The fragrance of your garments is like the fragrance of Lebanon. My sister, my bride, you are a locked garden, a locked garden and a sealed spring. Your branches are a paradise of pomegranates with choicest fruits, henna with nard, nard and saffron, calamus and cinnamon, with all the trees of frankincense, myrrh and aloes, with all the best spices. You are a garden spring, a well of flowing water streaming from Lebanon. Awaken, north wind, come, south wind, blow on my garden and spread the fragrance of its spices. Let my love come to his garden and eat its choicest fruits. In chapter 3, we hear snapshots of the wedding ceremony, and in chapter 4, snapshots of the wedding night. Much of the language of this book sounds kind of strange to modern ears. We don't speak in metaphors such as, Your hair is like a flock of goats streaming down Mount Gilead. Your teeth are like a flock of newly shorn sheep coming up from washing each one having a twin and not one missing. <laughs> I mean, it sounds kind of funny, right? Well, my suggestion is that you find a good commentary to help you understand the imagery and the meaning of the Song of Solomon. Uh, because I don't have any control of who will listen to this podcast, and because this book is for a mature audience, I don't really feel comfortable discussing it in detail here. I will have a link on the show notes page to a good list of commentaries, though, so if you'd like more insight into the Song of Solomon, those commentaries will help you. We can glean some very important points, though, without getting too graphic. Those points are attraction, courtship, affection, marriage, and physical intimacy. And they were all created by God, and they are intended to be shared in that order between a man and a woman who then progress to marriage. That's God's perfect plan. In our current culture, it's increasingly rare for people to adhere to God's plan, though, isn't it? But does that mean that there are no consequences for violating that plan? If a culture says it's okay, does that mean that God's plan is outdated, inconsequential, or no longer valid? No, of course not. God's plan is always better. So what do we do if we violated his plan? Well, we ask God to forgive us. And when we confess our sins any sins to God, he is faithful and just to forgive them if we are in Christ Jesus. And then he removes those sins as far as the east is from the west. He doesn't hold them over our heads and he doesn't hold a grudge. They're gone. And then, as Jesus said to the woman caught in the act of adultery, go and sin no more. Thoughts or questions? Let me hear from you. Send a boostergram or call the LifeSpring Family Hotline, go to the comments page, or write an email. Tomorrow will be Prophecy Friday, and we'll get back into the book of Revelation with chapters 7 through 11. As always, I invite your comments and questions. Send a boostergram or call the LifeSpring Family Hotline at plus one nine five one seven three two eighty five eleven. Or if you have a praise report or a prayer request, we'll be doing those on Sunday. You can go to prayer.lifespringmedia.com. If you have a comment or a question for me, go to comment.lifespringmedia.com or send an email to me at steve at lifespringmedia.com. 
Thanks to the team, Sister Denise, Michael Hayner, Scott Snyder, Jason Pascal, and Sister Brittany. Scott Snyder did today's show art. Beloved, thank you for inviting me to be a part of your day. I appreciate it, and I'm looking forward to tomorrow. Until then, may God bless you richly. My name is Steve Webb. Bye. LifeSpring Media, bringing the message of hope, love, and good news since 2004.